So Parsha number three in the Tfilim. The Parsha Shlishis. Shuhu is Borach Nikra Eloke Yisrael. Umiyach Shmo Aleinu. Kedeksiv Shma Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. So the Parsha of Shma. What is it doing in the Tfilim? The answer is because it identifies Hashem as being the God of Israel. So, again, we spoke about last time of Kadeshli, that's the first bracha, that's that we are identified as being unique and special and close to Hashem. And uh, that's why the firstborn specifically belong to Hashem, because he saved us, sanctified us. Second partial was about the Makas, kind of the, the, um, the flip side of it. It's not just a nice thing Hashem did, but it's a din. It's mikra din, that being that they were holding the firstborn of Hashem, Bani Bukhari, the firstborn, so then therefore they midin garamaka, meaning not just uh, otherwise Hashem could just save us, but it wouldn't be enough cause to actually go punish someone else. To punish someone else, that has to be bedin. Right? That's what we said last time. So now we're adding... Uh, in the Shema, Shema is coming to say that Hashem is called Elokei Yisrael. And by the way, how do we know that the uh, Parsha of Shema is, in, is located inside of the boxes of Tzil? Anybody? How do we know? They should go into Tzil. Yeah, they should go into Tzil. What? Yeah, so alright, so alright, right. So the point is we put the Parshios, what? We put the partials that talk about film in there. And we mean we learn out from Grush, Totafos, Tat, Pat, two different ways. We farish that. That's four. Right? So it's four bottom, four housings. And uh, each one's gonna have a partial going into it. So the four partials talk about film in the Humush. What was it. the beginning of this paragraph? Uh, okay. sorry, the, 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 what? So, or, um, or it's Vilna, it's Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Yeah, okay. Fine. Yeah, so, okay. Parsha reveals, Ki, Hashchina, He, B'Yisroyel, Tomid. So then we're adding, you might think, Okay, Hashem is called upon us, but uh, Hashem is with us always. Umachmas sheashchina b'Yisrael man higosam l'tov im yishmo v'im lo yishmo behevach. Unbelievable! It's literally what we spoke about this Shabbos, right? With the brachas and the klolos. Mamish, this this parshas b'chukosai. Yeah, so. If it would be that Hashem does the nice things for us, okay, that's very nice where Hashem likes us a lot, yeah? But to punish, to give an onish, if a person doesn't do that, that says what? It says that you, you have to be with Hashem. You must be. And if you're not, then midin, you're punished. Like similar to what we said, the relationship between the first two partials in the film, the, the Kaddish Lee and 
In order to punish the Mitzrim, there has to be Bedin. So to over here, not only Hashem is called Al-Kei Yisrael, so it's such a beautiful, nice thing, but it's, it's, it's Bedin. And therefore, that if Klausrel are going to be doing the right thing and listening to Hashem, then it's going to be good. But if we don't listen, then it's going to be the Hefech. What's next word? Vaya? I know. Wait, but what do you have? You have Im? I have no idea where we are. I have the word S. I have a typo. Vaya S. Okay. What? Then you have no idea where we are? Still trying to find it. Uh huh. I see the part just for V is. Yeah, we're two lines ahead of that. Okay. The Parsha Zos Hora Gumura Shashinim Israel Veenim Nimsarum Lamarechas Hashemaim. We are we are not at all we are, we are we are kind of a subject to Hashem's jurisdiction and not to the um, directions uh, to, to the basically the heavenly you know, the stars and the mazolos and and those things they they do not uh, determine our results rather it's Hashem now uh, okay Baral Ramchal and others all point out that not to say that it has no impact on us but to say that because Hashem is watching over us, uh, therefore our righteousness or the opposite thereof um, overrides or, or um, is the main dominating force over the mazel. We do say in mazel Yisrael. We say? In mazel Yisrael. Right. That's the Gemara in the end of Shabbos. Right. The, those Gemaras in the end of Shabbos, if one actually learns the Gemaras, Right, no problem. You, you and most other people say the words ain't Mazel Israel. So one will see very clearly that we do have Mazel. All those Gemaras, that's what they're talking about. It can be overridden. Yeah, that, that's what that ex, uh, expression means. Yeah. What's that word in the uh, To be given over to. You want a literal translation? No, I mean, I mean like given over to, subjected to, under the... Yeah. Under the auspices of... Under the authority of the Zainian Arapartios Shaheim Bitfilm. Okay, so th- th- that's that's them. The four partials. The old Kasher Teda Kiela Arba Partios Shehuyas Borach has Hollas Kolonim Soyim. So the, the partials are speaking to the fact that Hashem. Is the source for everything. The fikach amru, the Torah, kadeshli kol bechor peterechem kemoshamarnu lemal ki kedusha sabechor vechein kol hadvorim shehem reishis heim kedoshim bishul shehu yisbora gamkein reishis akol the fikach. Rui kol reishis lekedusha. So why is it that the first of everything is kaddish? 
Why is it, again, this past week's Parsha? Chukosei, in the end of Chukosei, we have giving Miser. Giving Miser Behema, right? So every... Uh, Related, but I would have to explain two steps away. But just something that's racious a bachor, a racious, a racious seichem, the chala, uh, first of the fruit, bikurim, all those are kaddish, right? Why are they all kaddish? Because just like Hashem is the racious, He's the source of everything, He's the beginning of everything, so something that is the first corresponds to Hashem. It makes sense that it should belong to Hashem. So that's why it's also, Kaddish means that which is for a unique purpose and set aside from everything else. So set aside from everything else, from any other usage. And rather, designated and set aside for a connection to Hashem. So, all that speaks to Hashem being the source of everything. He is the ratios. He is the beginning. Yes? So the first parsha is easy. How it does that. Vachakach. Kedushas abuchora. Mora. She is ratios. Hakol. Who Hashem is borach. Vezemora gamkein. She miito is borach nimza hakol. Shim lokein. Because if one would say that maybe Hashem is not the source of everything. Maybe something else has also always been around. Like the philosophers thought Aristotle, right? Thought that there's other things that are also primordial. Just like Hashem precedes everything. Maybe there's something else that also precedes everything. So then, according to that, it would be that Hashem is not the beginning of this thing. This thing was also always around. Now you might say, well, perhaps there's nothing that's Kadmon, but... It also doesn't come from Hashem. Don't say that. That's not even a Havamina. Why? Where would this thing come from? It's got to come from something. And if you're saying that Hashem is the Kadmon, He is the only one that's Kadmon, so then necessarily everything else came from Him because you will say, no, no, this plant over here came from Jupiter. Okay, good. Who, who created Jupiter? Right? How did this thing come about later? It just randomly popped into, popped into existence out of nowhere. Something cannot come about from its own existence. Something cannot make itself come into existence. Something must be caused. Right? So it cannot come miatsmo. Below Siba, without a cause. She called Dover Tsarich Siba. Everything needs a cause. Elaim, Hainu Omrim, the only way you could say that something was not caused by Hashem is if you were to say that this thing is primordial. If you were to say, Chasa Shalom, Shehem Gamkein Kadmon. 
they also primordial. I mean, they've always been around. That there will be a way to get it that it, it was not caused by anything else. Shaz ain't accessible Then you don't need to say what caused it. What do you mean caused it? It's always been. It's not uh, only something that came about. You can say, well, what what caused this coming about? Zeu ain't no. Okay, so now, so so he's rejecting two different premises. No, no, number one, he's saying for sure, no philosopher, no self-respecting philosopher would propose the following preposterous thing: is that something is not primordial, but it also did not come into existence from Hashem. It came into existence by itself. That's ridiculous. Something can, if it if it came into existence, there must have been a cause to that, and the cause was already in existence. And if Hashem is primordial and everything that's in existence. Uh, came from him, so that's. You could be Kofer Hashem and get there. What me? Some, whatever is the primordial, right? Sort meaning just just, just let's talk in an abstract. Assuming there is some sort of a primordial uh, existence, uh, then that primordial existence does not need a source. Now, and it's, but it's ludicrous to propose that something else, which is not primordial, but came about not through the agency of the primordial thing. Okay. So that cannot be. So then someone that would want to claim that something else is not through the agency of Hashem would need to come on to saying... That this thing is primordial. Good? Mm-hmm. This is a little bit of philosophy over here. I'm not sure what this has to do with the feeling. We're about to see. We're, we're, we're talking about the second part right now. Which we're about to explain. Which talks about talks about Makas Bukhoros in Egypt. The killing of the firstborn in Egypt. Okay. We're about to explain it. Okay, but the concept, we understand what concept we're dealing with right now, before we, we have not yet connected it to the paragraph of Vayaki Yiviyacha, but what we're saying is that uh, besides knowing, the first Parsha of Kadesh Li says, Hashem is the Rashis. That's the first Parsha. Yeah. Now the second one is going to address the the flip side of that. Maybe there's something else that's also Rashis. Here's something else that's also primordial. Why is it preposterous? What he said. No. What he says is preposterous is to say that there's something else which is not primordial and yet didn't come from Hashem. So therefore, if if you want to say that something didn't come from Hashem, then one would need to claim that it's primordial. And that's what we're about to address in the second in the second paragraph. Can I say it again? That sounds different from what yeah, I I'm, that sounds different okay. from what I heard you say. Okay, fine. Yeah. I should say it again or no? Please. Okay. So again. So in the first paragraph, we established that Hashem is the racious. He's the first. And therefore any first belongs to him. Okay. Now we're about to address 
the negation of thinking that anyone else is first. Now someone might say, okay, fine, you negated, you're right, it's not first, it's ninth. But it didn't come from Hashem. It came later, but it didn't come from Hashem. It says that no one would say. That's preposterous. Because if it came about, it must have come about through the agency of something that already is. Dial that all the way back, that's Hashem. Exactly. If it's so obvious, then it's something that doesn't need to be said. Okay. Fine. So he just he's making philosophically, he's guiding us to where we need to get to. So that, therefore, the only way that something might be voracious unto itself is if it's also primordial. Okay. And that and that's what we're about to address. That, 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 that cannot be so. Exactly. Sorry, I lost my spot. Anyone cut their finger? I, I took my finger off the text. Um, yeah, more. picking up was that was that who I know? Vizel Aino. So now, so and, and that that something else is also primordial. That is simply not true. Hashem, this would be a challenge to Hashem being gracious. So then necessarily everything that's coming about is all from Hashem. One second. Apologies. This was all a uh, continuation of explaining what we learned from the first paragraph. I mean, the first paragraph, where we say that everything that's erasious belongs to Hashem, that says that Hashem is the erasious. And being that it says that Hashem is the erasious of everything, then necessarily He is the only one that is Kadmon. And that's what we're saying because uh, everything has to come from Him. So the thing, and, and we're negating two different things, not that there's something else that's Kadmon, and not that something is not Kadmon, but came about not to Hashem. That's all, that is all having to do with the first paragraph. So basically, again, whatever is first belongs to Hashem. Why? Because Hashem is first. First means He is the source of everything. And that comes to negate two different avaminas. One, that there's something else which is came about later, but did not come about through the agency of Hashem. That's that's ridiculous. And also negates not because something is not perhaps not because it's ridiculous, or maybe it's not as ridiculous, um, but we just know that it's not true that there's something else which is katman. We know that's not true, 
And therefore, because otherwise, if it were to be true, doesn't mean his firstborn would not necessarily belong to Hashem. Maybe it belongs to this other thing. So the fact that it's a firstborn, or first fruit, or whatever it is, all the firsts belong to Hashem, what that says is that Hashem is the only one that's first. Good? Is, is, is something, am I saying this specifically with regards to firstborns and not secondborns or anything else? Because a firstborn is something we associate with being first. first. And Hashem's like... But, but not just we associate it. I mean, firstborn is first. It actually but, is. But it's not. But it's not. What do you mean? Because it's, because no, no, it's a first in... in the, Hashem is the first in, in the grand scale of things, without, without any f- further specifications. He's first. Not first in a particular series, but just first in all, in, in, in the full sense of the word. First with a big F. But therefore, every first with a little F, like first of the children in the Siegel family, or the first of the fruit of your field, or the first of your dough, all those firsts, little firsts, belong to Hashem because He's the big first. It's not to like push off a habmina that this thing is first. No, 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 no. How do we have a habmina that this fruit is the is the ultimate first? Is that is that, is that the element that makes it? Let me just say So, by us giving the first fruit to Hashem, by our firstborn children belonging to Hashem by the firstborn animals belonging to Hashem, what that says is Hashem is the only first. Because if He wasn't the only first, if there was another first with a big F, something primordial, then who says that the firstborn animal should belong to Hashem? How can there be more than one first? Why I'm not? Sure I understand that. Why, why not? Better. Why can't it be? Well, it's in English, but like, there be two primordials, two cardinals. Two things that were there from the beginning, from always. Two things that have no beginning. Right? But then, the first, little firsts, with a little f, would not necessarily belong to Hashem, because there's another first. Mm-hmm. So the fact that all these firsts belong to Hashem means He's the only first. Big F, with a big F. Yeah? And now, a person might say, okay, fine, but maybe something else is not first, not primordial, but it came about later, but not through the agency of Hashem. That's ridiculous. Because something is coming about, it must be brought about. Okay? So, so they are, because Hashem is first. Therefore, he gets all the firsts. In the most essential sense. He gets all the firsts. Exactly. So he also gets all the seconds? No. Uh, Then it wouldn't speak to the fact that he's first. To a certain extent, he owns everything. You know, like Rashi says, "Konation my varts." Right? He he owns everything. Right. But in a unique way, the first things belong to him because they kind of uh, speak to this. They, they have something about them that's, that that has like Hashem's imprint yeah. on it. Okay, that's why those things are kaddish. All right. Second parsha. Ukemo shemiito hakol nimsa. So just like we you finished saying. Hashem is the source of everything. That's the first thing, the ratios, right? So too, he has the ability to destroy anything he wants. Anything he wants. Uh, it's a related concept. It means 
you only have that ability, as we saw in Mitzrayim, in, 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 the, in the Ten Makos, we saw, in fact, the, the Mephoshim lined them up even, uh, the, 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 the Ten Makos was the undoing of the Ten Maimarim with which the world was created, right? So, I mean, to say that the Ten Makos is not just a, okay, you know, I'm a big, strong guy, and therefore you got to listen to me. One could potentially demonstrate more devastating makos than, than those ten, right? If the point is that the ten makos were a demonstration of that all the ten maimarim are in my hand, right? That Hashem is saying, you see, I can undo all ten principles upon which the world is built. That's that. You know why that is? Because I'm the one that built it. I'm the one that made it. Understand? So, so Hashem's Power demonstration with the Makos is sourced in him being the creator of everything. Okay? So that's what he's saying over here. Just like we see that he's the creator of everything, everything comes about through him. That's the racist. That's he's the racist. So too, being this all emanating from him, it's all being powered by him. So it's all completely in his hand. It's completely in, in his control. So therefore, he has the yacholus biyado lahafsed asher yirtza. He can he can negate anything he wants because all mitli uh, tolu. It's all dependent upon him. Lekach hayam mafsed hascholus voracious mitzrayim. Therefore, Hashem caused the makas bechoros. It's a demonstration of that. I can negate any other potential uh, competition, right? Because it's because he's the true first. So that's what the second parsha says. Like we said, the second parsha is coming is the flip side of the of the uh, first parsha. The first parsha speaks to Hashem being the racious, and the second parsha says, and therefore he has the power to be mafsed. To, to cause harm to whatever he wants because it's all his. The kasher who is borach mitokol. So now, being that Hashem is the source of everything, v'yachol lahavsed esakol, and so the source of everything is first parsha. Yachol lahavsed now is the second parsha. Right, he can. Destroy anything he wants. Kemokain, now we're about to talk about the third parsha. So too, who is Borach, Mesader Umeached Hakol. He runs the world. So far, we didn't say anything about running the world. We said he's the source of the, he's the creator of the world. He said he can destroy the, any part of the world he wants. Because it's an extension of the fact that he's the creator, it's all his. Now we're saying he runs the world. He's Mesada, he organizes the world. Umeachadakol brings all the pieces together. Which is Shema Israel. Hashem Alkin Hashem Achod. Yeah? Kibima, Shehu is Borach Achod. Because to the, when we say Hashem is one, one, one of the meanings of that is who Meachad, Umesader, Umekasher. He unites into one. He organizes. He ties together. 
Hachalakim, all the different pieces. Zebazah, this one to that one. Achihem, Echad, Kshurim, until they are one, tied together. Ktsasim, Bektsasim. All the different pieces, all the little different ones of them, the small pieces of them, tied up with the other small pieces of them to make one whole. Vehine, Meito, Seder, Metzius, Haolam. So then, therefore, you see that Hashem runs the world. He gives it all a uh, functionality. So besides creating it, He's running it. That is the third parsha, the parsha of Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elkeinu, Hashem Echad. Okay, so this is obviously what's the model doing here, showing us a progression of of speaking about Hashem. First of all, He is the creator of everything. Secondly, therefore, all power is His. Thirdly, He's manhig the world, He guides the world. For parsha reveals, Vayayim Shemoa, fourth parsha. Mora Shahuyas Borach Apologies. The, we have to pull apart, tease apart the third and the fourth. I think I talked them together. Let's just read it first and then we'll go back. Maniakol, he guides everything. Kemosha Zakhar Parsha reveals. Ech manhigosam im Yasu Tov. Vahefa Gamkain im Yasu Rachas Vashal. Did you uh, just go back? What happened? No, I, I had been interpreting Shema as kind of saying two parts that are related, but now I see that he's actually pulling them apart into the third and the fourth paragraphs. So the third paragraph is that Shem is misader everything. Um, this is what we would call Mysebaratius. And the fourth one, I'll tell you in a second, is what we would call Maise Merkava. Uh, that's a mission in Hagiga, right? It talks about the difference between Maise Bracious and Maise Merkava. Both are aspects of Kabbalistic teachings. But one speaks to the type of creation, that the creation is Maise Bracious, the act of creation, right? Where Hashem created a, not just created each in each thing by itself, but what we're saying here, the third paragraph, is that he created them in a way where they interconnect and interrelate one to the other, right? So the rain has to do with the soil, which has to do with the trees, which has to do with the birds, and there's an ecosystem, and all these things have a uh, natural uh, uh Seder, Seder Dvarim. That's the third parsha. This is the third parsha of Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elkeinu, Hashem Echad. Just like He's one, the world He made is also one. The world He made is united. Yeah. Um. That's uh, that is my that, that corresponds to my separations. Uh, the fourth one, however, speaks to something a bit different. It speaks to Hanhaga, what happens when people use their free will to do this, that, or the other. There's a give and take. I should say, oh, you do that? Okay, so I'll respond like this. Oh, you're doing like this? So then I'll send this type of ashpah. I'll do this. I'll shift this way. Yeah? Right? That is called Maise Merkava, the divine chariot. A chariot 
is something that that is moving, that's that's running, that's uh, has many different parts that are that are uh, interconnecting together and working together in different ways. So that's uh, that is Hashem being manhig the world. That's the fourth parsha, which is Vayayim Shamoa, where Hashem says, "If you can do good, you can have good stuff happen to you. If you can do bad, you can have bad stuff happen to you." Yeah, so this is already Hanhaga, as opposed to in the first, in the previous parsha, which is Shema. We don't talk about Hashem responding like that. Uh, scharva Onish. Not talking about Scharva Onish over there, right? I'm just talking about the Maisebrachus. Hashem, Hashem creating everything. Okay, so we got we got the progression, Creator. All power is his. The uniter, the one that, uni- that created everything in a unified fashion, in an interconnected fashion, and the one who guides and uh, judges the world with reward and punishment. Okay. Parshas, Shema Yisrael, Shemorisha, who is Borach Echad, Vehum Echad Akol, he is one who unites everything. So just like he is one, so he unites all the Nimtsoyim, that they should also be one. That's the fourth portion. He not only organized their existence, but also organized their um, actions, their interactions, their pro- as things change and develop. Um, 